Hey guys, welcome to the Coffee and Coaching Podcast. As ever, we hope you enjoy this episode and take a lot of value from it. And maybe we might be able to make you laugh a little bit too. We started this podcast to help empower and inspire you to take control and create the life that you want to lead. But remember that everything we speak about is just our opinion and shouldn't be taken as medical advice. If you enjoy the podcast, then it would mean the world to us if you could leave a review and share each episode on your social media. The more people that know about how sick this podcast is, the more people we can help. That's enough of that. Let's get into today's episode. Enjoy. Episode 23. We're back seven days after we did our last one. It's a miracle. We've, we've fully committed to half nine on a Saturday, even though it's actually quarter past ten. <laughs> yeah, we, we spoke at half nine, though, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Same day. Coach time. <laughs> Coach time, exactly. What coffee have you got, lad? I have got a tropical coconut infusion. Wow. Um, it's supposed to be a cold coffee um, from Nespresso, but you can have it warm, the woman said. So I did, and it's nice. I don't really like cold coffee. Tell me more about that tropical infusion. Does it taste like fruity? Well, does it still taste like coffee? It tastes like coffee, but it's just got like a little coke. I don't normally like really sweet over. You know, like if you go to like Costa or something and you get like the syrups, even the sugar free ones, I just think it ruins it. It just tastes like sugar. Even the sugar free ones, they're just too sweet for me. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if you make like a coffee, like I'm lactose intolerant, so if I make it with almond milk or I make it with coconut milk, it's just got a little, like a little twang to it. It's like that, like it's a black coffee. But it's just got a little hint of of um, coconut, and it's almost like a fruity coffee. Lovely. Yeah, nice. It's um, no, it's not. I, on the point of coffee, before I reel off for another half an hour, I bought a coffee from District Twelve because that's a coffee by ours. They yeah. use neighbourhood coffee beans. Yeah. I was like, yes, grind it there on the spot. I was like, yeah, gives one of those. Put coconut milk in it. Give me a latte. Fantastic. Come back. Was like, going to save this for the podcast. Walked in the door. Let the dog out the crease. Spilled the full cup of coffee on the floor. Oh, fucking gutted. Gutted. <laughs> I, I was so excited for it. But hey-ho. What have you got? Coffee. Talk to me. I'm back on hot lava java. I, um, I haven't been in man for, for a while. I've been staying in Angels for a good while and just was basically fearful that I had no coffee in the, in the house and back in mine today and I was I was just rooting through the cupboards and found some hot lava java in the uh, in the back and was nice that, isn't it? buzzing. I uh, you you actually got me onto it. You said that hot lava java yeah. tried that's nice. It's chocolatey. It's nice. It's it it's like um I, I don't know how to describe it. It's like it's almost like tastes a bit ashy, like charcoaly. I was lovely. It was a bit overpowering for me at first because I was new to the whole make your own coffee at home game when I first tried it. But yeah. I've been back to it since, and it's yeah, it's a lot nicer now that I've acquired the taste for coffee. Yeah. It's fucking class, lad. It's class. I um, you just reminded me the neighborhood coffee. I've been neglectful of my my coffee, my love for coffee. I don't think I've I've used me actual grinder since lockdown last year because I just I remember one day I was busy and I was like I just decided right I haven't got time to grind coffee today 
and then since then I haven't done it <laughs> even though obviously I've, I've found the time but it's just in my head now I can save time by using this yeah now I use it every day but I need to get back on on the neighborhood because it's literally just fucking life-changing coffee in it um so an update on where I'm at I'm two days out from a car but as you can anyone watching can see my emaciated face um anyone who follows me on instagram will have seen my emaciated body trying to do a, a front double bicep when you can see me ribs and i just look like death that's how i feel so if i'm very slow on today's podcast or i need a couple of seconds to get my thoughts together i have to carry this podcast it's because isaac's not got much much food in him at the minute um so just bear with him. Give him, cut him a bit of slack. He's in a dark place right now. Yeah. Two days He'll be back right as rain. I'm proud that I'm even here. Yeah. You look good. Um, thank you, lad. I look better than when doing about some food. Yeah, look even better then. Today's episode. We actually don't really, I don't think we, we have a direct thing which we want to speak about, but there's a, there's a load of shit that I think we want to speak about. And we both got sort of opposing viewpoints that, that, we're, that we're gonna that we're gonna go across. So me going through the course over the last eight weeks, I sent an email out about this. I I'm sure I've done a post about this on Instagram. And I spoke about this to everyone on the course on the weekly live. So last night was the last, the final weekly live that I that I did and I spoke about this in in quite a lot of depth to them but I've fallen in love with self progression that's not a word self I'm already I'm already fucked lad self what's the word <laughs> self-improvement that's it I've fallen in love with progression every single day when <laughs> when you are in a dieting phase the progress comes very very quickly especially when you're used to being i've been in a gaining phase for nearly like just over a year really or about a year and the progress is very slow so when you start dieting you're seeing the scales come down you're seeing yourself get leaner every single day and the progression is coming all the time it becomes almost addictive and we'll i'll speak about this in, in a little bit more depth in a minute but i have become obsessed with not the end goal and achieving the end the end goal of becoming lean and whatever but actually chasing the progression on the day and falling in love with what jack hates the process process now i flip that on its head done an email talking about the complete opposite of that i agree with you and i too love just getting better. It's not about the end goal for me. Um, the end goal is that you die. <laughs> that's not, I mean, that's not the goal, like, is it? That's the goal, but I mean, that is the end outcome. No matter what you do, the like, destination. you could, that's the end destination. You could murder yourself into the ground every single day in a job you hate because it pays well. Yeah. And you die anyway. Yeah. You die anyway. Murder yourself in the gym, like I could have made myself on this eight weeks, got myself in really good shape. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, just being like, right, time to put the weight back on. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, my I done an email about hating the phrase "you've got to fall in love with the process." Yeah. From the standpoint of, if you're not doing something that you truly want, and this goes back to our last, our last, um, our last podcast, that if it doesn't align with your values and what you actually want from life doesn't matter how hard you try you're not going to fall in love with that process yeah you love what you do i love what i do and so we can fall in love with the process every day i wake up and you wake up and it's another chance for us to go right how can i be better today how can i do this better how can i help someone more and i can fall in love with the process of that Mm -hmm. but if you said to me right well you've got to run a 10k in six weeks fall in love with the process of running it's not going to happen Mm -hmm. like there's nothing you can do that's going to make me love that I can mentally push myself through it and take myself there because I know I'm mentally tough enough to do it I'm not going to love it yeah so I hate the phrase you've got to fall you've got to fall in love with the process Mm -hmm. you're not getting results because you haven't fell in love with the process no I would argue that you're not getting the results because you're not aligned with your values yeah and you could get the same results physically if you aligned with your values better, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Get that. So like if someone's trying to get abs and they're in their head saying, right, well, I need to diet because I need abs. I need to, I need to eat less for abs. I need to go and do cardio for abs. And they don't truly want abs. They want to be fitter and healthier and stronger and faster. They're not aligned with their values. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, for me, so, like, that's what happened with me on the course. Whereas now, I'm more aligned with my values when it comes to to what I want from my personal fitness and training. Mm-hmm. Now that I've sort of caned bodybuilding and put it to bed. Yeah. Um, I'm doing cardio every single day, like, tough, challenging cardio. And I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Like, I am loving it. Like, yesterday's session... I added in 10, 10 sets of 10 trap bar deadlifts mm-hmm. into a superset to become a triple a triset. That's disgusting. And wanted to, and actively was like, yeah, this is going to be dead hard. I'm going to love this. Mm-hmm. Because the end goal was no longer, right, let's do this to get lean. It was, I'm going to be fucking so much stronger after this. I'm going to be so much faster and fitter after this. Yeah. And I guarantee if I carry on doing this for another eight weeks and push as hard as I am and eat right and feel myself I'll have more abs than I've got now yeah undoubtedly 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 I've actually just been looking because I remember I actually wrote a post or it was was either a post or an email ages ago and I was just trying to find it then when you were speaking I wasn't being rude on my phone (laughs) I um I actually wrote, wrote wrote a post which is basically what your email was the other day and I've written Fall in love with the process and the funny fonts. Yeah. <laughs> that font is just, it gets across exactly yeah. what yeah, you, yeah. you read it, exactly how you, how you want them to read it, don't you? If anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, when, they do, when you do a capital followed by a lowercase capital, lowercase, or whatever it is to make it, obviously, you know, you know what I'm saying. But I, I, I agree with you that, telling people you need to fall in love with the process is the fucking 
most infuriating thing. Used to, it used to make me actually like hate people when they say it. It's just a stupid fucking thing to say. You can't tell, Sandra. Like let 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 give me a typical client of yours, Jack. What let's create let's create a fake person. Let's talk. What let's let's imagine my ideal client is someone very new to training, not hundred percent sure of what to do when it comes to exercise or really food and diet and movement or any of that kind of stuff, but wants to get fitter, wants to feel better, has tried a ton of diets before and failed at them, has done Weight Watchers, has done Slim and World, has done Juice Plus, has done all those kind of things, has lost weight before, sometimes have lost a massive amount of weight and gained it back, or has just felt like they've been dieting for the past like 10 years of their life and not really getting anywhere. That's, mm-hmm. that's who I work with. So part of the process for her could be meal prepping. It might be, might not be, could be, depending on if it fits with the lifestyle. She might have to prep some lunch to take it into work. So to say that you have to fall in love with meal prepping, otherwise you will fail, is just pathetic. It's ridiculous. And almost creates the impression that in order for you to succeed, you have to do all of these things and you have to enjoy it. It creates the impression that something is wrong when you're not enjoying it. you're going to fail if you don't enjoy it and you don't get satisfaction from it. And it's just completely wrong. I think loads of people, loads of people think that, I mean, you probably get it as well. People think that I'm motivated all the time. People think that I want to go and train all the time. People think that I want to smash my food every single day. Most of the time, I'd actually have to get myself up to do it. Yeah. Um. And so it, it, it creates this this impression. And I think why, why people is, is held back in something that we spoke about or you will have read about, sorry, in Atomic Habits, because we both read in Atomic Habits, is the first thing to be able to change your behaviour is you have to change your identity. Yeah. So if your opinion of fitness is that you have to enjoy it straight from the off, otherwise it's not for you, your not that you, you're not you that's not your identity yet yeah. your identity is not someone who goes to the gym and enjoys it and enjoys nutrition and enjoys looking after their body and that's not you yet so if that's your impression of what it takes to be fit and be healthy and achieve your goals you're still you're, you're still sandra who who's overweight and doesn't enjoy the gym so if, if you are still identifying as as that person when you think that the identity that you need to achieve success is someone completely different and that's never going to be you. You're never actually going to be able to carry things through and enjoy and actually get to the point where you enjoy it. And this is what my post is about, is you can't love it at the start. You can't. It'll be it'll be horrible. Um, what, do, what, what do you think about that, Jack? Yeah, I agree. I will. Yeah, I agree. I was sat on the fence for a little bit there in my own head. Um, I was like, do I agree? Don't I agree? Let's be awkward. Um, <laughs> I agree. But going back to, to my clients and stuff like that, with like, you're not going to enjoy, you're not going to enjoy like going to the gym, but just go anyway, because it's going to get you to where you want to be. To a certain extent, I don't do that. Um, for some of the people that I work with, obviously there are certain things where you're like, look, you've got to do it. You want to lose weight. You're going to have to less, you're going to have to eat less food. You're going to have to move more. Non-negotiable. Like the, this is science. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But I've got a client who genuinely just hates going to the gym, doesn't enjoy it, doesn't see the benefits of it, doesn't like enjoy the pain, doesn't enjoy the exercises, has never enjoyed it, has done it before, has done it loads of times, has had other personal trainers in the past, um, you being one of them, when we worked in, a, in, in that gym that we don't speak of. Is this um, Mother Angel? Don't know, but maybe that's an Instagram name, by the way. It's not a nickname we have for. <laughs> um, no, that's not our Instagram name anymore. I don't think, unless it's someone else. Anyway, um, doesn't doesn't enjoy going to the gym, um, but loves swimming. Loves swimming. She was like, "Oh, I went swimming this week. I know it wasn't. I know we didn't plan it, but I went." And I was like, "Did you enjoy it?" She's like, "Oh, I love swimming." And it just come up in a conversation like that mm-hmm. in one of the check-in calls, and I was like. Okay, so what, what do you do when you go swimming? She was like, oh, I've done about 50 lengths. I was like, okay, do 52 next week. Do 54. Sprint the last six. Mm. And we've done that. Took the gym completely out. Now she loves the process. Yeah. Because it's something she's chose. It's not something I've said. Mm-hmm. It can work out. You've, no, you've got to do this. Yeah. You've got to lift these weights. You've got to go and move this. You've got to do leg extension. You've got to do squats. Like, it happened, have you? No. I said to her, and I said to her, I said, Nicole, she was like, well, I need to still go to the gym, don't I? And like, for your clients, yeah. Yeah, they do. Like, you're going to have to lift weights up and down. You are, you're trying to accrue, accrue, big words. Trying to build muscle, trying to get bigger, trying to get ripped, trying to look physically like you actually smash the gym. Yeah. And then all of the fucking internal stuff that you do as well, obviously. But yeah. on the outside, like the gym is a requirement. Mm-hmm. For my clients, she wants to feel fit and healthy. She's not a professional athlete. No. She's not looking to step on stage. She's not looking for a before and after picture. Mm-hmm. She's looking to wake up and feel fit and healthy. Yeah, so she can go swimming. So she goes swimming. And I think that, yeah, that that definitely is important. Actually, choosing things that, like like you said before, <clears throat> I mean, what what I one is because that you will learn to fall in love with the process but you will never learn to fall in love with the process if it's something you hate and it's not aligned with your values so in that situation she hates going to the gym it's not aligned with their values at all she doesn't want it before and after so she can never really fall in love with going to the gym she just wants to feel good and so swimming something that she enjoys she probably feels much less pressure in the gym sorry in swimming to like obviously gym anxiety you don't know what you're doing like a lot of people just feel like dickheads walking into the gym. And so there's probably that, there's probably a whole load, whole load of things which make swimming a better option for her. And she can actually go into that, feel comfortable, enjoy it. It's something probably a little bit new. And she can actually learn to fall in love with that because she's linking that action of going swimming, something that she actually enjoys, to something that is meaningful to it in the end of feeling good, feeling happy, feeling actually um, healthy. And improving their body shape at the same time. That's really important, what you've just said there. Um, so I want to jump in and, and take you back to it. That linking. That yeah. if, you can, if you can link your actions to the outcome, mm-hmm. that's when you have, for me, and I'm sure it's the same for you with your clients, that's when you have the biggest breakthroughs. Yeah. When you finally help them connect the dots. Yeah something just clicks in one of the check-ins and something they've done that week, something just clicks and they're like, oh my God, I need to do this. Mm-hmm. And then there's that. 
aware of, okay, yeah, I see now I'm not just going for a walk because Jack's told me to go for a walk. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I up my steps by 5,000 a day this week. Yeah. I've been able to eat more food and still lose weight. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Walking allows me to eat more food. Walking's going to help me lose weight. Boom, dots connected. Exactly. Walk becomes a desire rather than a, a to-do. Exactly. And what I was saying there is before you, you said that was literally pretty much exactly what I was going to say. If you actually want to learn to fall in love with the process, well, let's stop using that phrase because it is annoying. <laughs> if you want to enjoy your journey to your goals, which is yeah. obviously a desirable thing, if you want to enjoy the journey towards your goals, you need to be able to, to you need to be able to link them. So like stepping on the stairmaster is not great. Doesn't feel good. You don't really enjoy it. But what happens is you feel great when you've done it because we should we swap, should we should we speak about dopamine? Let's speak about dopamine. You once you've made the link of stepping on the stairmaster every single day to you being treaded in a couple of weeks or prepping your meals to you being treaded in a couple of weeks or putting a real big shift in in the gym to you having retained all of your muscle at the end of your dieting phase and looking fucking sick. You feel a drive to go and do those things and it becomes addictive to go and do those things and you feel energized you feel inspired to go and do those things once you've made the link because you get a dopamine release which drives you towards going to those things people think by the way i'm not sure if even you're aware of this people think that dopamine is the thing which makes you feel good when you when you achieve something but it's actually the opposite it's the, it's, it's a chemical which is released which makes you want to go and do something so if you have a cookie in front of you it's dopamine which makes you want that cookie it's dopamine which makes you want to earn money it's, do- it's dopamine which drives all of your behaviors to become better to become a better person and is obviously just an essential part of, of, of evolution we're designed to be wanting to strive forward every single day there's actually, I think I, I may have mentioned this to you as well, Jack, a couple of weeks ago. I heard Huberman Labs talk about this study where they basically destroyed the dopamine receptors in rats. And then yeah. after like three or four days, they were all dead because they had no desire to eat anything and no desire to drink anything. And they just died of starvation and thirst. The uh, Once you learn the reward of a behavior, mm-hmm. I think he, he talks it through in Atomic Habits really well. Yeah. Um, the, when, you, when you do something new and it has a positive impact, you get a dopamine hit. Mm-hmm. You've done it. So you eat a cookie for the first time and you're like, wow, taste explosion in my mouth. Cookies are fucking the best thing in the world. Big dopamine hit. Mm-hmm. Your brain then stores in its little memory cards. Cookies are sick. Every yeah. time you see a cookie, Eat remember it. how good cookies are. Yeah. The next time you see a cookie and your brain goes, there's one of them cookies. That's one of them cookie things. Remember how good that tasted? Boom. You get a big dopamine hit. Before you've even done anything, you've just seen a cookie. And then you, you have to eat it. And then you have to eat it because it's like, oh my God, I, I, f- I want to feel really good. But you actually feel really good already. You've, you've yeah. had the, the dopamine hit pre-cookie. Yeah. 
and it's the same it's the same with with, a, with, with the stairmaster yeah. and all of the things that get you shredded is like when you and this is what i was saying going through the cut and seeing gratification every single day has made me really fall in love with the things that are doing that for me so i'm stepping on the stairmaster and i'm waking up the next day and i'm lena so my brain is linking right well when you step on the stairmaster you wake up the next day and you're leaner you prep your meals therefore you execute your food perfectly and that's a rewarding feeling i know i've stepped closer towards my goals i wake up the next day and i'm leaner and so all of these things my brain is learning these are rewards every single time you do this action you get a you get a reward and that therefore creates makes it habitual and it makes it gives you the desire to go up and do that every single day and then at that point when you're actually seeing the results and you feel the desire to go and do the things that's what we would call for that's what i would call falling in love with the process when you actually have a desire to go and do the things which you know are going to pay off later in in, in life or later and in, in in time to bring you towards your goals i agree just take that yeah. <laughs> just trust the process lads just, just, just fall in love with the process. Just fall in love with eating chicken and rice every day of your life. Yeah, you, you can't just say it. You, you've got, you've got to earn that. You, you've got, to, you, you've got to, you've got to earn it. You've got to do it. You, I think at first you've got to sort of force yourself to do it, and then it just happens because you're, you're seeing the results occur. You're seeing the things actually start to work, and then you feel the pull to actually go and do them. I seen a, a reel that was on like one of them it was like business mindset pages ages ago. And it was basically Joe Rogan just basically saying, as a fucking human, you are designed to wanna be better every single day. We are designed we we're literally designed to want more. So even if you if if, if have you read Happy Sexy Millionaire, Jack? No. Basically, what one of one of the chapters he's talking about, like I've got so many I need to get through. <laughs> one of the chapters he's talking about money and how you can earn an X amount of money, and people generally, I think there was a there was a, a psycho uh, some psychologist did a test on people from all different income levels, and in every single income level, people would say, "Oh, I'll be happy when I earn about two to three times more than I'm currently earning." So no matter what level you're always at, it's within your evil, it's within your biology down to evolution that you want more, no matter what. So wherever you are right now, you're always going to want more. And so and and the opposite, if you're if you're stagnant and you're not moving forwards, you feel like shit. And yeah. everyone always knows that. And I think people can probably relate to that from lockdown. People probably can really understand what that was like haven't been not being able to really go to the gym not really being able to work properly not really being able to do anything productive almost like you you were you were well you were you were locked down almost like you were you were trapped and you weren't able to fulfill your your goal as a human being is to move forward you weren't able to fulfill that and and obviously a lot of people's heads got kettled by that because we're not designed to be able to hand we're not designed for that we're designed to be rewarded and feel good mentally when we step forwards every single day and so i think that when we when we get into that nice routine and we have those 
those dopamine hits and they're driving us towards becoming better that's when we that's when we thrive that's when we feel fucking amazing i that for me is probably one of the most frustrating things about wanting to help people is the one we can't actually help we can but we can't i can't help you until you are ready to help yourself Mm -hmm. and i see and i speak to people all the time who i know i can help i know can help themselves Mm -hmm. but i see a hit see stuff they put on their stories you see stuff that they post you see stuff that they say to you in messages and it's like you're going through you're you're suffering right now but you're not doing anything about it Mm. and you could like the simplest of little things like the last video i posted yesterday is like how bad does it have to get for you Mm. like why are you accepting this level of misery in your life yeah like yes that like jordan peterson's book um 12 rules for life talks about like the world is evil mm. the world is not your friend the world isn't there to give you an easy ride so what are you going to do about it mm. like, you need to come out the other side and live every day happy so what are you actually going to do about it mm-hmm. like, how long are you going to wait to do it mm-hmm. like, i waited too long 99% of the clients I work with waited too long. Mm. And I feel like screaming every single day to every single person I speak to who's hurting to just go and do something. Go and do something now. Do you know, do you remember when when I was training in your garage in, in, in lockdown and I said to you, this, this is the thing that I just, I need to crack it for coaching. Like, I, un- I understand everything that's going on in well, not everything. Obviously, I'm not a fucking psychologist, but I understand everything that's going on with like, with like the 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 physiological side of things. I can get anyone shredded, no matter what. But the, the only thing which holds holds that back is whether someone's mind is right. And sometimes you come. Sometimes people will be flying. Sometimes it's just a dead, dead simple thing. Like just get someone to to believe in themselves. Get someone to implement habits properly or something. Yeah. Sometimes people just they just can't I don't, I don't even know how to describe it they just can't bring themselves to be uh, to, to reach their potential just, it's almost just like they're just fucking messing about yeah and not applying themselves even though they want to it's like they're scared it's like do you know do you, you can probably say it better than me because i'm two days out i can't find the word <laughs> yeah i think i spoke about this before about being so when I worked with, with Rob Dial, um, the, the mindset mentor, and he taught me, he was like, um, people are comfortably uncomfortable. Yeah. So you're going through life and you hate your job. You hate the way you look. You hate that you're unfit and you hate your relationship and you're really unhappy every day. But it's been that way for 10 years. Mm-hmm. not got any worse but it's not got any better mm-hmm. so your brain and your body is just adapted to that you mm-hmm. don't feel good you're nowhere near your true potential but you can cope with it because that your body's fantastic at doing that and it will just cope with you feeling like crap yeah. for, for 
for for as long as for for, for, for forever, essentially until you die. Um, if you choose to do nothing about it, so people become comfortably uncomfortable. And I actually had a conversation with someone today on Instagram about this. Um, when they were saying about their goals, that it's it's scary that where they were and where they are now, how far they've dropped, and they're actually sort of intimidated about how much work they would have to put in to get back to that. Mm-hmm. And it's almost easier to just stay uncomfortable and unhappy. Mm-hmm. But then you've got to ask yourself, and this is what Rob said to me, he's got to ask yourself, like, is that what you deserve? Mm-hmm. Or you're worth? Is this what your life's worth? Like, is this how, is, is this how you deserve to feel? Do you not, are you not worth more? Do your family and friends not deserve more of you than mm-hmm. this? Do you not want more from life? And until you can get until you either read something or speak to someone that evokes enough emotion to highlight how far away from what you deserve you are or you can have that conversation of like this is enough this is this is i'm Mm. sick i'm worth more it's only then that people step over Mm. the line isn't it and i think that's what i enjoy most about what i do what we do but also what is probably the most challenging is that when you write something, when you create a video, when you talk to someone, you're searching for that one word, that one emotion, that one feeling in them to get them to realize I'm worth more than this. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that's what, that's, that's, that's what I was talking about. It is the most challenging thing about coaching people. It's like, sometimes you just want to put your brain in their brain because they, they they want more and it's not that they don't want it. Yeah, yeah, want, yeah. Oh, they, they they want want it. And there's probably people listening to this podcast now that can that can relate. You you want to be better, you want to achieve more, but you just can't get yourself in fucking gear. You can't you don't have the power to grab yourself by the scruff of the neck and just do it. You just can't you can't seem to pull yourself toward, towards doing it because it seems like a lot. And I remember I was saying this to you in the garage. I was like, I need to fucking find out what I need to find out what it is. I just I just can't understand. And I've since then I've been probably on the search and I feel like I'm coming close to what it is. The I mean obviously there's everyone's nuanced. Um but I think it's down to mindset, which obviously, but the fixed-based growth mindset. So I'm reading a book currently, and it's highlighting some some points which are obvious when you say them, but like when you actually think about them and apply them, it's 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 mind blowing. And I think being able to you'll probably be able to see this in a a lot of your clients they probably who who are like this they probably have what's known as a fixed mindset where they are almost scared and i actually did the 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 igtv artist the other day almost scared to apply effort in case they fail yeah because if you're in a situation now where you're comfortably uncomfortable it's not that bad but if you actively go out of your way to put effort in and you still don't get there, that's confirmation that you will never, ever achieve anything more than this. So it's easier 
to probably be like, mm, no, maybe I won't apply this effort because then it doesn't. If 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 you if you were to go and apply effort and then fail, that what does that say about you? You are a failure. You you put in one hundred percent effort and you still failed. Therefore, out. And and so the the fixed mindset type of person views everything as an evaluation. I mean, we all do as as human nature. We're constantly evaluating ourselves. But the fixed mindset person thinks that your traits are fixed. Your ability dictates your outcome. Therefore. If I, if I attempt this and I fail, that means that I am shit at everything. I therefore have no ability and therefore I'm stuck. I'm never going to be able to grow. I'm never going to be able to achieve that. So I'm not going to even try because it's not even within my capability. It wouldn't make sense. I actually did the email about this months ago. If you were to try and change the weather, you'd be a fucking idiot because you've got no power over it. These fixed mindset people in their head think that, oh, I'm not a gym person. That's not part of me. That's a fixed part of me that can't be changed. I'm not a gym person. So therefore, why would I even try and go to the gym? Why would I try and change my life? Because it's not within my power to do so. And so they'll never, although they want to be in better shape, they want to feel healthier. They don't think that they're capable of doing it. And so they won't go out of their way. Maybe they'll be forced or swayed by friends, family and society to go and attempt it. Maybe they get a gym membership, but they don't actually go because they haven't changed their identity. And going back to Atomic Habits, they haven't changed their identity around who they are. So they're still in that fixed mindset of, I'm not a gym person. Whereas if they could shift that mentality to a growth mindset and understand, right, well, I don't go to the gym right now, but I'm actually going to begin changing my identity. I'm going to say to myself, I'm going to change how I speak for myself. I am someone who cares about my body. I'm someone who goes to the gym and they begin to prove to themselves that their identity has changed and they begin to look at themselves as not a fixed, look at that as not a, a, that their personality and that their traits and their qualities are not fixed. You can grow into that. You can grow into a gym person. You can grow to love the process. You can grow to actually, to, to change. And it's not, you're, you're not fixed at all. Does that make sense? 100%. Um, again, something Rob, dug into massively with me we talked about fixed mindset versus growth mindset and, and like limiting beliefs and on the opposite side of the fear of um sorry getting a phone call there um on the opposite side of the fear of failure you have the fear of success so some of the very similar people who've got a fixed mindset that don't even realize it the they've never had that end goal. They don't know what it feels like to be able to run 5K without getting out of breath. They don't know what it feels like to walk into a room and feel like the most confident person there. They don't know what it feels like to not feel like crap every day and not feel like they've got no energy. Mm -hmm. And that not knowing can be so crippling for some people that it's enough to stop them even trying. I know what this feels like. I'm uncomfortable, but I know what it feels like. Yeah. No, I know what to eat. I can just get it just eat. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need to go to the gym now because I don't know what I'm doing. So it's easier to just not go. Mm. And and that not a fear of what if I actually am successful? Like what would I do? What like how am I gonna feel? I don't know. Can just stop people in the tracks. Mm. It ties me nicely and shameless sales plug. You know, we like to try and sell you something every episode. 
today's episode, I'm going to try and sell you something. I'm not going to try and sell you something because it's completely free. So what I'm trying to give you is a ton of value in a free piece of content. I'm fucking sound away. I've created, I was saying to you before the call, Isaac, the level 10 commandments. Yeah. Yeah, I was more made up with the name than than what's in it, really. I mean, what's (laughs) in it is fantastic, but the name was like, yes, the level 10 commandments to stop starting and stopping diets all the time and creating a healthy lifestyle. 10 actionable steps that you can go and do to start creating that change, to create a lasting lifestyle. And the reason I mention it today is because some of the points in there relate massively to, to everything we spoke about today. So one of them is, is um, removing negative self-talk. And I've created, I've never seen it anywhere else. So I'm throwing it out there now on episode 23 that I created this, the three R's to removing negative self-talk. What are they like? The first R, realize. Ah, uh-huh. you did this on your live the other day, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Realize that you've said something negative about yourself. Rephrase whatever it is that you said in a positive light and then repeat the new phrase, reworded. So let's say you get a fucking takeaway on Friday night. You're like, oh my God, I'm such a fat cunt. Mm-hmm. First off, realize, realize I shouldn't have said that. Rephrase it. I'm going to use this food to fuel a workout tomorrow. Or I could have made the best decision with this and I will do next time. Mm-hmm. Okay, rephrase it. Right, now re-say it. Now repeat it. Say it out loud. Make it a conscious thought. Say it to your missus. Say it to your fella. Mm-hmm. Say it to the kids in a positive way. Yeah. If you've got kids, if you've got family around you and you start saying that positive stuff, what are they going to learn? Yeah. And that that that's quality and that, that, is, that is perfect because what we just said there about fixed mindset and how that's holding you back your fixed mindset is only there because you hold a certain belief about yourself you hold a certain identity so if you're getting a takeaway and you go i'm a fat cunt you think you're a fat cunt so all of these stories alongside that around your identity are perpetuated every single time you call yourself a fat cunt you're lazy you don't go to the gym you don't care about your body you don't drink water you don't do this you don't do that and so you're constantly perpetuating stereotypes about yourself that make you act in a certain way you have to be able to step out of that identity step out of that fixed mindset and understand that you can change and you can grow and that probably first comes from how you speak to yourself how you think about yourself you have to actively go and change that that identity i told one of my clients today to call them that they to call themselves a bodybuilder yeah you're not just someone who goes to the gym now like you are a bodybuilder speak about yourself like that yeah and you will act like a bodybuilder and you will achieve an unbelievable physique because i mean that's not the same that's not obviously something that would be applied to everyone but if you want to achieve something unbelievable you have to start acting like the person that you want to be you have to therefore think that you are that person you have to be able to tap into that person's mentality tap into that person's identity and start acting like that person so thinking about how you actually speak to yourself is fucking key we in level 10 life on on the level 10 life program one of the education topics is is on this on self-belief and i talk about muhammad ali um 
because it's probably the greatest example that there is of 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 removing negative self-talk and positive affirmations. And everyone knows the phrase. Like it doesn't matter if you're into boxing or not, you know Muhammad Ali's I'm the greatest. Just keep talking, lad. Laptops on five percent. I'm just gonna Said that in every interview. He said that every time he was on the TV. And if I could tattoo what I say next onto everyone's forehead, I would. He said that every day because he believed it. He probably said it before he even believed it, but he just kept saying it. He kept saying it over and over and over again and then arguably became the greatest boxer yeah. to have ever lived. Drake said that as well in one of his songs. He says, I'm the greatest. Man, I said that before I knew I was. And then yeah. became the most decorated artist of all time. You're, again, got this from Rob. And it's powerful, and I, I put this into into this when we when we come to this education topic. Your thoughts create your words. Your words create your actions, and your actions create your life. Mm-hmm. And it starts with that. And if you think that you are a hackund, or you think that you're a bodybuilder, then you are. Mm-hmm. And until you change that thought, and until you, you don't have to believe it. You don't. I say this all the time. Like say it. Do you matter if you believe it or not right now? I disagree with you. I think you do have to believe it. I don't think you do it first. Your clients who you've just told the bodybuilder doesn't believe it yet. They'll tell you that they do, but they don't. And that's fine. Muhammad Ali, when he first said he was the greatest, he didn't believe it. But he started doing things that align with him being the greatest. Because he's like, I am the greatest. I am the greatest. Right, okay, well, what does someone that was the greatest do? They get up earlier. They go and do the extra mile. You go and do a session. You go and eat the right food, and you start aligning what you do with with that. Yeah, and belief. The belief comes from seeing it. Yeah. Current, your belief is built on the evidence that you've got of being. If you think you're a fat cunt, you keep ordering takeaways. You don't go in the gym. You 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 don't fit in your clothes properly. Yeah. So all of the evidence supports that you're a fat cunt. Yeah. You start saying, "I am healthy." Right, okay, well, I am healthy. Right, I'll eat a salad. I am healthy. I had some fruit this today. I am healthy. I went for a run. Shit, I've lost some weight. I yeah. don't feel as out of breath. Oh, I am actually healthy. And yeah. you start getting the evidence to support yeah. it. Slightly different with your client because obviously he is actually bodybuilding. So he's only got yeah. the evidence I, there to back it up. Do you know what I mean? I, I agree what you're saying. But I'm, I don't think you... I think you have to believe the phrase that you say or the way you identify. You can't just say it and then start. I think you have to, instead of saying, I am the greatest, Muhammad Ali knew he wasn't the greatest boxer when he was 11 or whatever it was. He probably in his head was like, I will be the greatest, no doubt. Yeah. And then he believed that and then he did it and then he saw it happen and then it snowballed. Yeah. So if you're in this fucking situation where... You can't seem to get yourself in gear. You need to first assess, do you have a fixed mindset? Does that sound like you, someone who is scared to apply effort in case you fail, someone who thinks that your traits are fixed, that you're never actually going to be able to achieve something? Maybe you look at someone with a, with a great physique and you think, oh, he's got good genetics, or it's just that easy for him. You just, no, he was just like you. He was exactly in the same position as what you are. He just worked harder and more consistently. And if you want that, if you want something better for your life, you have to put the effort in. You have to grow. You have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone. And 
start by changing your identity start by telling yourself that you're worth more than you are capable of achieving more have you got anything to add jack someone four percent and the charger is not in this house <laughs> no that is a fantastic end to today's episode um perfectly timed let's wrap it up thank you very much everyone for joining us as always if you want more help want more advice or you've got questions about anything that we spoke about in these episodes head over to Isaac on Instagram, which is coach.clara. It is, yeah. yeah. And head over to me on Instagram, which is jack.level10life. And just ask us some questions, reach out to us, click the links in our bios, go and see all the free stuff we've got. Mm-hmm. And there's loads of resources and free content for you to use on there, as well as this podcast. Of course. If you need anything, just literally drop us a DM. I think people feel intimidated. Yeah. We, we reply to all of our DMs. We help people every single day in the DMs. If you have anything, just drop us a message and we'll change your life, lad. Yeah, you will. We will. Thanks for listening.